Well, welcome to the next edition of Business Law Focus. Great having you with us. Absolute pleasure to welcome Tebaleng Sekabate and Andris Maiburg from ENS Africa to the show today. They've, of course, been on the show before. And we're talking just ahead of the junior mining in Darba. And we want to unpack some of the issues that are affecting the industry, some of the key topics that will come up. And obviously looking at solutions. How do we get through the storm of negativity, challenges, um, hurdles that we have to overcome? So if we can possibly just look at, you know, some of the stats at the moment, um, you know, showing that South Africa is really in the bottom 10 of jurisdictions, um, you know, when it comes to attractiveness really investment policy that type of thing um maybe provide some insights um on you know why is south africa so low at the moment good morning ever thanks for having us um i think we slipped into the bottom 10 for the first time in the 2021 survey yeah. and we still are in the bottom 10 in 2022 that's obviously very disappointing for all of us and regarding why we've been ranked so low i mean the survey is based on two main metrics, being the mineral potential of the jurisdiction and policy factors. And the weighting is supposed to be 60% to mineral potential and 40% to policy. But the authors of the survey do recognize that that weighting may be unstable um, because there's some jurisdictions where the policy factors are so unfavorable that they might actually outweigh mineral potential. Um, So according to the survey, South Africa was ranked so low based on policy and particularly uncertainty around administration and enforcement of regulations. So I think that's kind of a repetition, uh, repetition of the 2021 survey, and it, it is quite disappointing. What yeah, is this? And, yes, and, Andres. Sorry, like, mm. uh, if I maybe can add to that, I think, um, obviously, I think it is, it's a while back, but I think in 2012, you know, City Bank also brought out a report uh, on, on, you know, the South Africa comparing to other mining jurisdictions like China, Chile, Russia, Australia, etc. And, uh, you know, at that time, they estimated that uh, South Africa's mineral deposits uh, is dominating, you know, the world. And I think at that time, they estimated the mineral endowment in South Africa to be $2.5 trillion. So I think what was the exchange rate in 2012? I think it was around about 8 rand to the dollar. Sure. And so, so it's more than double that. So if, if you look at that, um, you know, it's probably in excess of $5 trillion. So in terms of mineral potential and all of those things, I think South Africa still have that. Mm. I mean, they also, from a mineral perspective, it's, they dominate the world, I think, from a manganese perspective. Chrome is quite high, vanadium, platinum group, metals, etc. So, so I think, yes, obviously one has to look at that, uh, you know. Um, but I think the question is, you know, what has been done about all of these things? Some of the things identified in that report is not new to us. I guess the question is, is there action rather than just being taught, you know? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Uh, and I think let's delve into some of the action points. But before we get there, though, the overall sentiment, investment climate um, is quite bad. I mean, what does this mean for exploration? I mean, we need these investors looking at us. Um, I'm not quite sure that the survey can be used to necessarily... Um, as a reflection of overall investment mm. climates in the country. But it does give insight regarding investor sentiment in relation to the mining industry particularly, right? So yeah. um, the survey provides that the respondents were executives and managers of exploration companies and other role players who are decision makers in, in you know, regarding exploration investment. So it doesn't bode well that we rank so low if the decision makers 
are, are not seeing us as, as an attractive jurisdiction. Great. And now, if we just look at exploration strategy, uh, to what Andres was saying, you know, some of the points that we need to, to focus on. Um, you know, this has been published by the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. Uh, what are the key objectives there and how does it plan to improve South Africa's standing in global exploration investment specifically? Mm. So the strategy was actually published after the, the 2021 survey came out and South Africa didn't do so well. And what it was meant to do was set out how government will work together with stakeholders to increase our share of global exploration expenditure. Yeah. And the goal was to increase it from 1% to 5% in five years, right? Yeah. And obviously the, the strategy then identified some weaknesses. So, you know, it was how we're going to address those weaknesses and take advantage of our opportunities like clean energy and um, advanced technologies to actually increase our, our global exploration spend. And there's supposed to be an annual evaluation of the performance and impact of the strategy. Um, so, yeah, it's quite interesting that we wanted to move, you know, such a big way from 1% to 5% in five years, and yet we're still in the in the bottom 10. So um, I'm not sure what the evaluation will look like, but it will be interesting to see. Yeah. No, that's that's really intriguing, and and obviously quite a bit of work to be done there. And, and what have they identified though, as as you know, from a policy implementation uh, perspective, um, you know, looking at energy um, infrastructure, those areas are they all being looked at? Well, yes, those, those areas were identified in the strategy, ah. but um, you know, it's, we're not sure where you know we've gone from the, the publication of the strategy until now. I mean, just on policy implementation. Um, one of the biggest weaknesses that were identified by the Fraser um, Institute survey was there was an uncertainty in the administration and enforcement of regulation. So we saw um, in May that the DMRE actually made a presentation to the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee um, where they reported that there's a backlog of uh, prospecting and mining rights locations of over 5,000. Now, this is quite alarming because... This happened first sure. in 2021, where it went above 5,000. They reported that it was reduced to about 2,600 last year, and we seem to be back at square one now. So mm. the, the issue about the, the policy and how um, applications are dealt with, etc., is still not sorted out. And as far as infrastructure, you know, mining is capital intensive. So if you're an investor, you want to know that you're putting your money in a jurisdiction where you have all the proper infrastructure, you have energy and water, your road and rail infrastructures in place. And if that isn't the case, you're more likely to choose a jurisdiction where you know that you have certainty about those things. So that might actually discourage new investments and existing investors who are in the country might be encouraged to kind of decrease their investments in South Africa and go elsewhere. Great. Now, of course, the DMRE has also announced an online cadastral system and Treasury has incentivized renewable energy investment. Uh, are these steps sufficient to address the identified weaknesses? Yeah, so quite interestingly, uh, I think uh, last year's junior mining in Darba, uh, even I was uh, one of the uh, panelists on a panel discussion, um, and there was Sam McCurrosi from the JSE, there was uh, economists from PwC, and they were talking about, uh, you know, this incentive sort of uh, uh, get investment for exploration because obviously exploration as I mentioned the city 
Citibank report talked about the potential of our mineral uh, endowment here. And I think, you know, we had the discussions there, and there, that in Daba was quite a big thing about the DMRE going to introduce this new cadastral system will make it easier uh, to process the applications for, for, for mineral rights or prospecting rights and all of that. So, so I mean, we now a year later, and granted it's only a year later, but I mean, you know, um, it doesn't seem that there was quite a move towards, uh, you know, to actually uh, increase this. So if we talk about, you know, uh, the incentivization of renewable energy, for example, as well, and, and treasuries, I think in the previous uh, um, uh, you know, podcast we had with you, we, I talked about that, uh, you know, uh, what Treasury can play in order to mm. actually play its part to attract uh, foreign direct investment. But obviously, the moment you give tax incentives, obviously one must be cautious because that's raising the tax base. So that's yeah. why generally, I think not just in South Africa, you know, jurisdictions across the world is, is trying to give tax incentives. But I think the the, the, the benefit of, you know, uh, for example, the renewable energy is to give the incentive. But again, we've seen the draft legislation came out and it was only for a two-year period. Uh, and, um, you know, where mining companies can get us renewable energy projects. Uh, well, not mining companies, it's all cross, but I mean mining companies. And I think in some of the responses to the questions, I think, uh, the address from National Treasuries, the budget they set aside for that renewable energy was 5 billion rand. You know, it may sound like a lot of money, but if you look at the scale of these type of projects and the cost involved in those projects, for a lot of mining companies who start building their own renewable energy sources of, of, of obtaining energy, I think that 5 billion will be over in, you know, in, 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 in a second, you know. So, so also the two-year period uh, won't really benefit people who need to set it up. And I think just getting all your environmental permits and all of those things, again, there's a red tape there. So I think there's sort of a move towards that, but it, uh, the question is, is that really enough? Same with the issue around the mineral exploration incentives, but uh, yeah, so we can talk about that a bit later. Yeah, no, fabulous. So, I mean, any lessons from, from elsewhere, like overseas, where tax regimes are used to attract uh, mining exploration investments specifically? Yeah, so I think, um, obviously, you know, who are the main mining jurisdictions? You have Australia, Canada, uh, South America, and then Africa. So, so I mean, Canada, the Canada uh, flow-through share uh, exploration um, scheme is, is in place for, I think it's almost two decades now. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it is quite successful. Uh, and, uh, you know, they keep on, um, you know, uh, and Australia also have a very similar one, although slightly different. And that's why sort of geoscience, the DMRE and Treasury about this modified flow through similar scheme for South Africa to attract that. But, uh, you know, we're now two years down the line, and that's that's something we also discussed at the Junior Mining and Darba last year. The panel discussion I referred to is about, you know, this potential, because remember, if you, if you create, uh, uh, you know, activity, uh, you know, around exploration, all of that, there's an economic activity. And some of these are actually in remote areas of the country, so it has benefits and terms of infrastructure development around the areas of the mine or the exploration sites 
and that obviously creates jobs and there's employees tax, there's value added tax, there's additional income tax arising from the economic activity. So on the one hand, Treasury is giving through the tax incentive, but in the medium to long term, they're actually getting a lot more revenue. So I think yeah. that, that, that for me is what, what Treasury must see. And I think, yes, granted, uh, you know, the tax legislation on its own won't attract investment. You have all of these other issues we talked about. But I think if government, all the government departments can actually sit around the table and pull in the same direction, I think there's a lot of potential. I mean, we already have the 100% capital expenditure deduction where mining companies develop from, if there's a viable exploration into mine development, you can get a 100% deduction. So there's already those type of um, incentives there. Uh, but I think the sort of starting point is exploration. You know, you need to, you can't carry on with the existing mines you know, they have, uh, they have not a, uh, you know, uh, you know, infinite life. I mean, it's only X until you've taken out all the, the resources. So you need to have the ongoing exploration. And I think hopefully, you know, government will pull together and we'll see something moving towards that. And hopefully we'll see, you know, in the next year or two in this Fraser Institute, we're starting to move up. I mean, Namibia is another example. Oh, that's not 100% on point, but I mean, they actually changed their VAT legislation, particularly to mining companies for exports, to take away the standard rate and zero rate. And so you can clearly see there is African jurisdictions as well that look at legislation, tax legislation, to make it easier for, for mining investment. So, I mean, obviously, Treasury's role is quite important based on, on, on what you're saying. They're very important to attract, uh, you know, investment. Uh, can we expect new tax incentives to jumpstart uh, Greenfield's exploration? Yeah, so, I mean, um, I've mentioned now the, the sort of submission which the Mineral Council did uh, to the Department of Geoscience, Treasury, uh, I was involved in those, particularly the, the presentation to National Treasury, that's like I said, almost two years ago. And I think Treasury recognizes there is the potential, but uh, I think, you know, where my, my perception is they're reluctant to just introduce legislation into the Tax Act, yeah. but, you know, it still prohibits, uh, you know, foreign direct investment in terms of like policy factors there, and also the cadastral system and all of those things. So they definitely have a role to play. But I think if, if all can sit around the table, I think the PwC and also the economists of the Middle Council in that presentation show the potential return. Uh, you know, and over time, the country are actually collecting more revenue because of the increased uh, economic activity that arises from, you know, the exploration activities. Uh, and also, you know, why will a company come and explore for minerals, but if they know they have to go into mine development, you know, they don't have the proper rail, road, infrastructure, mm -hmm. the ports, uh, all yeah. of those things, or in more to the electricity supply, because exploration itself may not be that energy uh, intensive from a consumption, but, you know, when you find a viable prospect, you develop a mine, and then you start, you know, a lot of water, a lot of uh, uh, energy consumption. So obviously, you know, the starting is obviously the incentive, but I think you need to put all those factors together to make it actually viable for, for, for foreign investors to, to, to invest into South Africa from a mineral exploration and from a, from a mining production point of view. 
Well, and Tebba Leng and Andres, thanks very much for unpacking these issues. There's certainly a lot to discuss. Um, I think this Indaba this week will be most intriguing, a lot to get through. And, and thanks very much for giving us that, that backdrop and those insights. Thank you very much, Evan.